Get off my lawn! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Magic Dads Podcast. My name is Blake, and I'm here with Stefan. Hey! How's it going? It's great. I feel good. It's we fantastic. Man, it's, we played some, played some games we earlier. We did. We played some games earlier. We played some Canadian Highlander. It's an Independence Day weekend here in the States. Yeah. yeah. Canada Day was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, real quick, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you turn notifications on so that we get to know you every time we upload a video. That's free. Yes. If you'd like to help the channel out monetarily, there's a link to our Patreon campaign down in the description of this video. You can go there, check out all of our extra content. And with that out of the way, it's time to talk about some more one point cards. Single points. It's one point we're gonna cards. make this the, uh, the, the ultimate, the final. This is, gonna... this is part four of four. We yeah. got six one pointed cards to go through. So let's- I hope, I, I hope our opinions dissent. <laughs> it's more interesting when we disagree. Huh? Yeah. So the first one on the list for today is Talarian Academy. Yes, it is. Talarian Academy, powerful artifact land, uh, not artifact land, powerful, Whoa. powerful legendary land uh, mm. from the cycle of Gaia's Cradle and good old Shivan Gorge. <laughs> oh my God. Poor Shivan Gorge. Uh, Sarah's so, Sanctum. What's the other yeah. one? Cabal Coffers. Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's, uh, Phyrex, uh, oh, Phyrexian Tower. Yeah, Tower. You sack a creature, make double black. Yeah. Yeah. Very good card. So, Talarian Academy, I think, because, uh, because it is banned in Legacy and, and none of the other ones are, it, it also banned in Commander. It, it is banned in Commander. Yeah. Uh, I think that people tend to overreact to this card a lot. Mm. Spo spoilers ahead. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can just casually tap a Gaia's Cradle for eight mana and cast whatever you want, and nobody bats an eye because Gaia's Cradle's not, Gaia's Cradle's not pointed. Gaia's Cradle's yeah. not banned in Legacy. It's no problem. But for some reason, if you put a bunch of artifacts into play and tap a Talarian Academy for a bunch of blue mana, everybody gets all gets gets all twisted about it. Yeah. Um, uh, to to kind of go into that a little bit, I think the the justification behind that has always been historically that artifacts are, or at least the good ones, are cheaper and are a little bit harder to deal with in general, uh, historically. Um, and also, was, also blue is the best color in Magic, right? It is factually, it is factually the probably the most powerful <laughs> to have a ton of mana of. Um, and so, like, this is at its best when you're casting zero mana. So, like, the 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 genesis of, of its power level was always in the Cheerios in the zero mana artifacts. Right, right. You play a bunch um, of mocks in and bobbles and this and that, and then you play yeah. your Telerian Academy on turn one and oops, it makes six mana. Yeah, exactly. And colored mana too. Blue is like insane. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't really go in every deck. No, no, your, your, your blue red X tempo shells, probably not going to jam a Telerian Academy. No. <laughs> you sort of have to it specifically goes in artifact decks yeah you have to have a deck that is playing artifacts and playing them consistently mm -hmm. like has uh what what number of artifacts do you think a deck needs to have for for you to play academy pay, pay the one uh, for the academy. 20 20 or so probably that'd be like the the, the low side mm-hmm 
I know, agree. You're only and playing. Without... You're only playing the good. The good artifacts. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you've got twenty of them in there, you can probably play an academy. Yeah. It does just because you can doesn't mean you should, but you could. Because this card also, notably, if you have no artifacts in play, how much mana does it tap for? So, again, like Guy's Cradle and like Sarah's Sanctuary. So the, those three are sort of like yeah the the things that do the thing, the mm-hmm. lines that do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, those three have to have a board state of some kind right. to generate anything. Yep. Um, they're also legendary, so you can't copy them with right. the Thespian stage. You can't and, have and multiple copies of them, make tons yeah, of mana. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think we're okay to vote on this. Yeah, one, where, right? do, where do we stand on Tolarian Academy? Okay. Does Tolarian Academy deserve its point? Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. Get it out of here. Come on. I, Let them have their academy. Yeah. I, I had a I had a pretty long conversation with Mitch uh, a few weeks ago, and Mitch famously on on uh, sort of a artifacts blue and artifacts mm-hmm. yeah, um, and I don't think that card being a point has ever held his deck down, and I don't think it being zero whatever would actually offer him anything. It would just like sort of increase the diversity of the deck. Like the choices would be cool. Yeah, it lets him it lets him get another point out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that Tolarian Academy deserves its point, just like I don't think Gaius Cradle deserves a point, just like I would never point Sarah Sanctum. Like, there are a few lands that deserve points. These are not one of them. Agreed. Yeah. It, I, it's wild that, that they took Library off, but they left Academy. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Library in a vacuum is a more powerful card. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen Library do some extremely impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's more powerful than Tolarian Academy per se. Yeah, it's debatable. It's it, it's debatable. Uh, certainly, certainly not worth a point, though. I don't think. No, I don't think either of them are. And I think the the decks that are paying a point for Academy right now are doing it because they have to, and it's not making for more interesting deck decisions or right. it, like. It's I I agree with with crop rotation being a point. Mm-hmm. I fully disagree with academy. Academy yeah. is right. If you're going to do something degenerate, like some kind of paradoxical outcome, or uh, or um, what is that card? Uh, paradox engine. Yeah. If you're going to do something degenerate, where you're like you know untapping all these artifacts and going mm-hmm. insane, and and you spend a point on crop rotation to go find your Telerian Academy, you don't need the mm-hmm. Telerian Academy to also be a point. Your point was covered by the by the crop rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you naturally draw into it, you just that's just a good draw. Like you got the nut. Um and I don't I don't think it's it's take it, it feels like you're shoehorning certain decks into spending their points on on cards. that, yes, instead of giving them creative flexibility. It's sort of back to the um the 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 issue with uh with price of progress where you're basically saying, no, you start at nine points. Right. Because this is an auto include. Right. Anyway. Yeah, and, and on, on theme here, the next card we're going to talk about is Transmute Artifact. Yeah, what does this one do? So Transmute Artifact is a reader. Yeah. Uh, uh, hang on just a second. I'll pull it up here. <laughs> give you give you the exact Oracle text because... That's what I was hoping for. It's, it's, a, it's a reader. It's double blue and it's a sorcery. So yes. right away, we're sort of like in the territory of hard to cast... 
hardish to cast, mm -hmm. but and at sorcery speed. So, yes. so basically flaunting interaction. The oracle text on transmute artifact is sacrifice an artifact. If you do, search your library for an artifact card. If that card's mana value is less than or equal to the sacrifice artifact's mana value, put it onto the battlefield. Mm -hmm. If it's greater, you may pay X, where X is the difference. If you do, put it onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into its owner's graveyard and then shuffle. So this card can do, can do two things. Mm -hmm. Actually, it can do three things. The sure. first thing that it can do is it can turn one of your artifacts into a, any artifact in your deck that has equal to or less than converted mana cost. And so you don't have to pay anything. You can sacrifice, you can sacrifice a talisman, go find a mox. You don't have to pay anything extra. Sure. Uh, the second thing that it can do is it can grow one of your artifacts. You can turn your, you can turn your talisman into a tangle wire by paying an additional one mana. The difference between transmute artifact and say a card like Neoform that does this for creatures mm. is that you are required to pay the difference in mana upfront. Yeah. The creature, the, the artifact never gets to enter the battlefield unless you pay that upfront, which leads me to the third thing that this card can do is put an artifact into your graveyard. Yeah. That's the part that seems really good. It is. So if you have a goblin welder in play, Mm -hmm. and you have this card, you can search your library for any artifact card. You don't even have to worry about it. You just pay two mana, you go get your paradoxical engine out of your deck, put it in your graveyard, and then you just weld it into play. Yeah. That is a like, whole lot of steps that you have to do in order to put that card into play, though. Right. And it's sort of like, if you have one artifact in play, your opponent can just destroy that artifact and you don't get to do anything, because... Uh, you the, sac sacrificing it is, is part of the cost. Or is it part, part of, of the resolution. resolution? It's part of the resolution. Oh. <laughs> so if you don't have an artifact in rest, play, you can't resolve this spell. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, um, there, it feels so weird because I never see this card played. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, even, even in decks that are like blue-based artifact decks. I, I played it in Blue-Red Welder. Mm -hmm. and most of the Probably time the most yeah it was just two color blue red welder most of the time uh it was just putting an artifact into my graveyard for me to weld into play not bad yeah but i mean also if you have a Telerian academy and you could just make a whole bunch of mana you can grow one of your artifacts into whatever you want that's true but you you also do have to sacrifice an artifact so yes. it's, it's it's basically always Paying two mana, sorcery speed, sacrificing artifact, an artifact mm -hmm. to put something into the graveyard. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's another card um, that for uh, two mana, one black and one and one generic at sorcery speed, you could put a non-legendary card into your graveyard. No, yes. There's, there's also <laughs> another card that for one black, no points, no speed, points. By the way, neither of these, yeah, <laughs> lets you put any card in your deck into your graveyard at instant speed. Mm -hmm. No points. Neither of them are points. <laughs> I'm ready to vote now. Okay, let's go. It, three, it does transmute artifact deserve three, its point? Three, two, one. No, absolutely not. Uh, I would hazard uh, a guess. Actually, no, this is my personal opinion that Transmute Artifact, Artifact is one of the most ridiculous cards, if not the most ridiculous cards I have on the points list. Mm -hmm. The card is, the card is, it's not stone bad. No. Um, th but there are, as you said, so many cards that do functionally the same thing mm -hmm. at an easier mana cost. Yep. 
and, and faster and and or or faster speed or cheaper period mm-hmm. that are not points yeah yes yeah, there we are there are a number of decks that would love to free roll this and and those decks you know they they honestly need a juice up they need they need that they need that extra gas in the tank let them have yeah. this card i want to see and and i was sort of talking about this the other day with the printing of the one ring Mm-hmm. And the power that it that it represents mm-hmm. in an artifact package, mm-hmm. I want to see artifact decks have the heyday that they had when Paradox Academy was really hitting its stride. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, yes, I want that to exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that deck is that deck is basically unplayable, and it's because not only do you have to spend all of your points on a very specific set of cards, but you're you're also stuck playing a bunch of cards that don't really do anything unless you have your engine. Yeah. It, it yeah, it's it's a lot of synergy pieces that when not combined don't do as much. Right, they like, don't really do anything. They just make yeah. a lot of mana. Exactly. Well, there's a lot of like there's a lot of synergy decks like like Pattern Rector, right? Mm-hmm. That have all of these synergy pieces that sort of work together to com- to, to combine to do the the mm-hmm. thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Um the difference is that Viscera Seer can attack your opponent to death. Yeah. <laughs> and and a Mishra's Bobble cannot. <laughs> that, that's the difference. It, and Viscera Seer, Viscera Seer is a pretty good magic card. <laughs> oh yeah, agreed. But it, but its its secondary mode is just a one one for one. Yeah, it's a it's a fugitive wizard. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> Okay, so the next card that's on the list to talk about today, uh, everybody knows it's Treasure Cruise. Treasure Cruise. Treasure Cruise, I feel like this is going to be a very short conversation. Uh, Agreed. Treasure Cruise is nuts. It's the best elf. So by just simply playing a game of Magic, uh, specifically Canadian Highlander, you're going to be putting a ton of cards into your your graveyard. Uh Uh-huh. Fetch lands. Yep. Uh, cheap, cheap blue cantrips that you're probably already playing in the same deck. Agreed. And, uh, you know, cards that incidentally mill your own library with things mm-hmm. like, with Mental things like, note. with things like Thought Scour. Yeah. Um, it, it's very, very easy for the decks that want to play Treasure Cruise to cast a very early Treasure Cruise, which is just mm-hmm. an Ancestral Recall at Sorcery Speed. Yeah. It, it Generally speaking, um, there's only so many delve cards that a deck can support right right yes you can't just play a whole bunch of delve cards uh because you know when your graveyard runs out then you're playing all of these six six and eight mana sorceries you can't just play mono delve cards because you know the first few they might go off without a hitch and then you're going to be stuck with all of these six and eight mana sorceries and creatures in your hands that you just can't cast right and this is sort of one of the things we talked about with dig through time too is that like it, the cost of playing it is weirdly like people look at Dig Through Time and they look at Treasure Cruise and they go, well, these are the same card, right? The corporate wants us to decide. The <laughs> corporate um, wants you to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. And and the difference is that. Huge. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also one of those things where while you get to see more cards with Cruise, with Dig. It's um, so much harder to cast. It's so much, it's double the cost from a mana perspective while delving you basically the same. And at the same time, 
even though it's instant speed and you get to see more cards physically, mm-hmm. the oftentimes the card the, the decks that are casting these spells, these two these two spells, um, they just need cards in hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like the thing is, is the so thing is good. is that the decks that are casting these they also need cards in their graveyard. Yeah. So you know, you got things like Snapcaster yeah. Mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got things like uh, what is that other called? Dread Dread Horde Arcanist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're playing green, you got Tarmogoyf. Yep. And you're all you're all fighting over that prime real estate. You can't afford yep. to put a whole bunch of Delve cards in your deck. You get one, two, maybe three, and then after that, it's kind of questionable. And, and this is the Treasure is the Cruise. Card Treasure Cruise is the best Delve card. It's not even close. No, like people play Tassiger, people play Hoots, people play Gurmag Angler. Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah, you but can. Like are... I said, you can afford to play a few of these. You're not going to, you yeah. know, if you only have two or three of them in your deck, you're not going to draw all of them in the same game. And if you do, well, yeah. that's unfortunate. But, you know, most of the time that's not going to happen. You want to mm-hmm. have the best ones in there. Treasure Cruise, it doesn't get any better. No, you, you pay the one for it. I'm ready to vote it's... now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does Treasure <laughs> Cruise deserve its point? Yeah. Three, two, one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It does. Uh, once again, Weirdly. feel, feel comfortable taking dig through time off, uh, yeah. as I think, as I think, you know, not only, not only the cost and the resources, um, you know, is significantly greater, mm-hmm. um, but it, these decks will find that they cannot afford to play all of these Delve cards. And if, and if the two that they choose to play are dig through, I'm in treasure cruise, more power to them. Mm-hmm. They, they got to pay a point for treasure cruise. The other one is negligible. I, I will say this is also a situation where it being a point does create an avenue of decision-making uh, because not every blue deck mm-hmm. slams treasure cruise in. Right. Oftentimes, if you're playing... There are a, blue decks out there that aren't playing all of these cantrips, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Yeah. Like, if you're splashing blue, if blue is your mm-hmm. splash color, mm-hmm. which does happen, you're not going to just slam treasure cruise in there. Right. Like, it, it doesn't it's make not, sense. It's not an auto-include. Yeah. It's not like where red decks are, you know, playing this are playing uh you know the the price of progress right and if you're an artifact deck you're playing Telerian academy like those are sort of like you're starting at nine points this is sort of like there's these sprinkles of points in these blue decks and and this feels like one that's like you kind of have to examine it and go is this right for me yep and then you get to make that cool decision of like that's my one mm-hmm. like if you're on triple mox cruise i respect that <laughs> You know, uh, are we going to talk about any any non-blue cards today? The next one on the list is True Name Nemesis. Oh, this. Okay, what is True Name? True Name Nemesis is nuts. It's a mistake. I I in design, yes, absolutely. Yeah. True Name Nemesis is bonkers. Not yeah. only do I think that it's one of the best one-pointed cards, if not the best one-pointed card. Mm -hmm. Uh, it it will simply turn a game of magic off in a way that many other cards cannot even do. Mm -hmm. This card, you don't need anything else. You know? Yeah, exactly. If you want to turn a a game off with Card and the Great Creator, you need a Mycosynth Lattice. You can simply play True Name Nemesis, and, you know, if you're behind, he can protect you, and he does not die. If you're ahead, he can just start attacking, and there's nothing your opponent can do about it. Mm Mm-hmm. You're gonna get your 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 GTA is going to get countered on it. Congratulations! Uh, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. So you've won that game. Not only that, but we we are in this in this mid range soup. We are in this initiative. You know, 
metagame where mm -hmm. all of the decks have these cards in them. Basically, yep. no matter what, all of the decks have these cards in them. And True Name Nemesis, it gets to take it every turn, no matter what your opponent does about it. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that being said, there are a few very specific ways to take care of a True Name Nemesis. Um, yeah. Uh, Nightclubber, for example. What does that do? <laughs> Nightclubber. It's Jeremiah's oh. favorite favorite way to answer a true name emphasis. It's a three mana blitz creature. When it comes into play, all creatures your opponent's control get minus one, minus one. Oh, okay. So it's like the Orzov <laughs> thing. Yeah. It, Pontiff. <laughs> yeah. Pot, like Toxic Deluge and like yeah. the Ilk. Chaos, um, Chaos Defiler. Um, exactly. And, over, and overloaded. Um, what the overload? Uh, Winds of Abandon. Mm -hmm. um, Council's judgment. There are there are some very specific ways to take care of a true name nemesis. Yeah. That being said, having the right piece at the right time, um, especially when there's a lot of we play a vintage format where there's a lot of other juicy targets for this removal. Yeah. And oftentimes, like if your opponent plays the one ring and they start drawing cards with the one ring, and you're like, oh my god, I'm going to die if I don't deal with the one ring. I'm going to Council's Judgment, naming the one ring, mm -hmm. and then they follow that up with a true name nemesis. You well, what, like are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh good, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you've talked about this a lot, where oftentimes the best part of a creature is the inability to be blocked. Mm -hmm. Like the it is. on a creature. <laughs> Because of these statuses, like the initiative, like you said, um, the metagame of the initiative, and and to a lesser extent, the monarch. Yeah, no um, matter what, when I evaluate a creature, if the first line of text on a creature is some form of evasion, it automatically goes up five points. Oh, yeah. Trample, super good. Flying, amazing. Unblocked. Cannot be blocked. <laughs> that's that's the one. The like, best. <laughs> yeah. I And I, I think we're also going to see start seeing it with... Um, with the uh the ring bearer where yeah make a true name nemesis your ring bearer well not even that but <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate though because like the, the the third mode of the ring is blocking creatures get sacrificed yeah i was thinking more on along the lines of like skulk is, is sort of going to make a bigger oh, okay. a bigger a larger appearance mm -hmm. with that and that that's going to be super important for yeah. decks that we've seen a lot of decks that really want to hold on to the initiative mm -hmm. with an iron grip mm -hmm. um, and true name just being the best unblockable creature mm -hmm. makes it makes it super well positioned right now yeah i, so, I entirely agree so does true name nemesis deserve its point three two one i yeah Yes. <laughs> I would go so far as to say if it increased to two, it would still see play. Uh, yes, most likely. I think it probably would. It's it's one of the best, and it's sort of so in the same. When we were talking about Treasure Cruise, we said mm. that you know basically any blue deck doesn't just get to play Treasure Cruise. You gotta right. you gotta pick you gotta pick what side of the fence you're on. This mm -hmm. is not the case with True Name Nemesis. Mm -hmm. every card that has blue mana would slam a true name nemesis if it was no points it is an easy free roll correct yeah we we were talking about a white deck <laughs> before we recorded we were talking about a white deck and splashing blue into it and and the first thing was like well true name nemesis well, true name nemesis <laughs> double, double blue pipped um that's yeah, fine make it work. we'll figure yeah. it out <laughs> we'll make it work yeah the, the card is so good right now um 
and especially you don't even need to be the deck that's introducing stuff like the initiative or nope. the monarch you just Let make them it from them. It. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it's so good in those like in punishing that that form of gameplay mm-hmm. um that even at two points i think it's totally playable i think it could go to two mm-hmm. um in the same way that i think that um that tainted pact could go, could up. go to two mm-hmm. and it would still be very playable and very good and probably may need to be looked at for two points and yeah. um because i <laughs> i did not think it was healthy for true name and gta to be two points together <laughs> <laughs> when they were both one point and yeah, i think that was a wild probably... time oh dude that deck <sighs> those those two got played together way more often than ever should have happened it was fun i did it <laughs> yeah same <laughs> i just think that uh i just think that those that, that that's a card that could go up to two still mm-hmm. see play still make still be and and become a decision mm-hmm. yeah it's it's sort of an absurd card Okay, <laughs> finally, finally, we're going to talk about not a blue card. It's Wishclaw Talisman. Wishclaw Talisman is an interesting one because it's sort of a newer edition, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so, one of the it's one of the newest cards on here. It, it's it's an artifact, but it's a black artifact. Mm-hmm. So one in a black gets you an artifact. Comes in with three wish counters, I think they are. Yep. And then you can pay a black, remove a counter. It's just colorless. And, yeah, pay, pay colorless and tap it and remove a counter from it. Then your opponent and, gets control and of DT. it. DT. Yeah, yeah, and they, they get control of it and then just DT. So basically, this is three mana, demonic tutor, and then your opponent gets it. Yeah. Is basically what this is. So um, have you ever heard of Grim Tutor? I, yeah, I have one. So Grim, Grim, Grim Tutor is a uh, double black one sorcery. You lose three life. Search a library for any card, put it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty, it's not points. It's not points, and it's nope. not great. It also uh, doesn't let your opponent do it. No, uh, you can also you you can also snapcaster it back and and recast it. Yes, you can. Um, you don't have to spend any points to do that either. I think the logic <laughs> with this one <laughs> is that it's an artifact, and artifact are nuts. Yeah, it's an artifact, and the idea is that you you're putting a, a, a demonic tutor on layaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're paying two mana now, and then later you get a demonic tutor for one. Yes. Yeah. And then you don't. And, and the idea is that yes, your opponent could activate it on their turn. Ha ha. Good joke. They're not getting another turn. Like the game is just over. Now. Right. Yeah. In reality though, it card does not play that like that in any capacity. I have seen more people I've seen I've seen this card more often than not tutor and pass and give their opponent a turn to tutor as well mm-hmm. with the understanding um and a lot of times a lot of times what that first tutor is is for opposition agent and they'll pass it off and then and then go okay I'm now I get a demonic you. tutor your library exactly. too that's fun but that but these are kind of cool play patterns and your opponent can just ignore it they can just go okay i don't care and if you're right. not winning with it immediately I don't, like are you they can still play around it they can wait until you tap out and activate it it's not you can only activate it on your on your own turn mm-hmm. the sorcery but speed you can't, doesn't have to be at sorcery speed it's just on your own turn 
Oh, okay, right, yes. Which, which means that you can respond to them casting an opposition agent on your turn or doing anything on your turn. Sure. Um, crucially, uh, that's like, you can respond to... Is that uh, the line? Is that the line? If your opponent if your opponent face up Wish Clause and you get control of it, you just assume that they have opposition agent and choose to mm-hmm. not activate the Wish Clause? Yeah, correct. <laughs> so uh, now they it, just have this opposition agent that doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if they are not killing you immediately with it, which, man, it's still like, it's it's face up, two mana up front. Yeah, they get to do it. But then, like, then you get to plan on your opposition agent, too. Yeah. It's sort of like if you see an Urza saga coming and you have an opposition agent in hand, you wait until that saga yeah. goes off. Sure. I don't know, man. Like, it's it's very good. It's very powerful. It seems fun. Um, there's ways to interact with this. Uh, yeah, there are. And uh, the whole thing that, like, your opponent gets it, I think that is, like, super duper important as it far is. as, like, power level goes. Yeah. We, we've got, what's that, what's that suspend DT? Uh, profane Tutor. Profane Tutor. So we have that, and mm-hmm. it's zero points. Yeah. And it's a it's a delayed demonic tutor. Yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of um, unpointed tutors, you know mm-hmm. that I that I think are better than than this card. Mm-hmm. Um, I I digress though because I do think that a lot of black decks would free roll Wishclaw Talisman, mm. because its ability to just find the perfect answer to anything that is true, and it might not need to end the game right away, but. It could do enough damage that you know the game would just basically be over. But then, but then your opponent gets to do it too, you know. Yeah, they they get to find the the right answer for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it, it's tricky. It, I I don't know. It it goes in it goes in very specific decks right now, and it it, it has I, become I, a choice. I, I don't know. I think that if it was zero points, a lot of decks would free roll it in the same way that they you know free roll an opposition agent. Like if you got black mana, you're probably playing an opposition mm. agent. Yeah, it's not it's not wholly different than that. you know if if you got blue mana, you're probably playing a whole creature. Yeah, etc. Right. Et um, yeah. Do I think that that's bad? No, no, because I don't, I don't think the card is is powerful enough and easy enough to abuse that that it deserves, you know, being, being cornered off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that it's fine if black decks want to free roll this. My, my issue is mostly that it's not just black, black decks. It's any deck that's touching black because the activation is also cut generic Mm -hmm. and it doesn't, it's not like a, so we, we talked a little bit about, um, about, uh, what is it? The, the one black black you lose through life to grim, grim tutor grim tutor right that one is three mana up front double black yep it's, and you lose three life yeah, it's, it's a lot it, yeah so like if you're in a situation where you're you are almost dead grim mm-hmm. tutor grim tutor is very very bad because it puts you yeah. closer to being dead if it's not a dead draw at all whereas yeah. wish claw talisman is not that because i i seriously think that as far as power level is concerned those two cards are right here uh, they're yeah. they're right there. They both have like serious costs. They they both like you know it's not the most powerful tutor, but it yeah. it's, it 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 is a tutor. It does a thing. Sure. Okay. Are, are you ready to vote on this one? I am. Yes. Okay. 
Are, does does Wishkaw Talisman deserve its point? Three, two, one. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah, um, I've I've kind of come back and forth on this one mm-hmm. um, because I, I sort of understand your logic behind it. Um, at the same time, we all right. So. There, there's, there's sort of some some criteria that I look at tutors with as far as like what is and isn't worth a point. Obviously, the best tutor is demonic tutor. Yep. One in a black sorcery, you get to look for anything, no questions asked, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then it's a downhill slide. And what from there is worth a point? Obviously, like um, vamp is worth a, is worth two points mm-hmm. because it's very powerful. It gets anything. It's one mana, mm-hmm. instant speed, and the, the drawback is it goes on top of your deck and you lose two life. Right. Okay. That that is a two point card. Um this card feels like we, we've talked about this before, where there's like if if we doubled the points in a deck to 20, this card would be a one point card. It's a half a point card. Okay. To me. Yeah. Um, but I want to err on the side of caution with it because the I think we talked, you sort of referenced it, is that free rolling this card feels nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, not only is it an artifact, it adds does. artifact synergies, mm-hmm. which like Grixis Weld, like the ability to interact with the giving control of it that is in sacrificing it. Right. One of the coolest things you can do with this is with a Voltaic key. You just get two mm-hmm. tutors. Yeah. And then you just win. Yeah. You, you've won the game. If you can <laughs> knock out three at once, oh boy. Um, <laughs> But I don't think unpointing is this would add anything. Uh, I honestly really want the dedicated combo decks to get juiced up. Dedicated really? combo decks, yes. Oh, like and Storm. I, yes, dedicated combo decks. Not mm-hmm. not like your mid range deck that has a combo in there somewhere. Okay. Not like that. Dedicated combo decks. I think mm-hmm. that they need juiced up, and a way that you can really do that easily is like taking cards like Merchant Scroll and Mystical Tutor and 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 uh wish claw talisman off of the points list sure i i totally agree with that i i do kind of want to see storm make a bit of a resurgence at the same time i don't think this card is going to <laughs> i don't think unpointing this which you and i kind of come gone back and forth on and i've gone back and forth on um it's being able to just pay one mana get anything and immediately win the game is sort of nuts like Mm-hmm. It you you and I both know that it's not that simple though. No, there no. are gonna there are gonna be games where that is what you get to do, but you also have to have the perfect stuff in your hand. And so, like, I would, having access to more tutors, good tutors, you know, lets you sculpt in a more meaningful way than just playing a bunch of cantrips and hoping that the top of your deck is kind to you. I I would argue though that if your deck is filled with, with, with like if it is a dedicated combo deck in that it is not just storm it's like the garbage platter style deck um where you're just looking to see what a piece you get and then you can pull b mm-hmm. um it's it's creating even more degeneracy in something like that i'm okay with that yeah i guess i'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh all right i guess I agree to disagree on this one <laughs> It's a half a point card for me. And uh, I, I'm coming to it. <laughs> well, well, folks, we have reached the end. It is time to talk about the very last card. Oh, God. 
One unless they unless cards. they decide to make more one pointed cards, and we can add a part five at sure. another, at a later time. Yeah, um, it is Yagmoth's will. Yeah, two this, black. This card was two points for a long time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was zero, and then they jumped, to and it went straight three. to two. Oh, oh was, was it three? Two? I, I remember. It three. I remember it being two. two when we first started playing. It was two. And it was two for a long time. And it wasn't yeah. until when Spellseeker went up to three, uh, this went down to one. Correct. Which is probably for the best. Um, so why is it why is it points? Uh, what, what does it go in? It, well, I mean, it goes in dedicated combo decks. Correct. You know, what, they, they storm. You, mm-hmm. you, you do a whole bunch of work to to sculpt and to you know to to make mana and then you play this card and then you get to do it again correct when storm was in its heyday its points were black lotus demonic tutor and then it free rolled yogg's will right because yogg's will was no points yeah so and back then and D- black black lotus was only six no black lotus was seven black lotus DT was seven was dt was three okay yes yeah um, and this was a deck that was, um, it required a very strong pilot. Yeah. Um, yes. You were not getting free wins with this deck. No, no you have um, to, you have to really know what you're doing. If you look back, I believe it was 2018's Canadian Highlander championship out in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Ben Wheeler was on, was on dedicated storm. It was him or Sorensen, Robin Sorensen. Okay. And I don't remember which of them, um, <laughs> It might have been both, honestly. And watching them play this deck, it it felt like a masterclass in patience and like focus. Yep. And they ran rounds with this deck. I cannot imagine how, how tired they were after it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, it takes a lot of brain power to be able to do it over and over and over again. All the iterations. Yeah. Um, so it, it Yagmos will is un, is like a a another card that's on the points list, Underworld Breach. Mm-hmm. that's three points the, yes it is the difference between Underworld Breach and Yagmas Will is that um, Yagmas Will exiles the cards mm-hmm. and with an Underworld Breach you could just get to keep doing the same thing over and over again provided you have enough enough cards in your graveyard to exile to the escape mm-hmm. cost yes yeah, so, it also exiles itself it does yes upon yeah. resolution Yagmas Will goes away so you don't get to do it again on a future turn yeah um, um when when underworld breach came out and it was not points at first and these <laughs> the the breach storm deck just absolutely insane because at that point yagmas will has two points so they get to play uh they get to play uh black lotus uh yagmas will what was the other point uh i think they're on vamp vamp's two points i don't think they were on dt they were on no, so it's it Black seven. Lotus is seven. Yagmas Will was two. Yagmas Will wasn't pointed yet. At was the it? at the time, yeah, when Underworld Breach was came it? out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, seven, eight, this nine. was the year. Okay, so oh, that, I think it was mystical. That no, not mystical. Um, uh, it was. Oh, it was, uh, in, it, it was intuition. Intuition. That's it's what, what it okay, was. Yeah, yeah. So this would have been the year after the championship you were talking about. Yeah. So the next year, uh, what is that guy's name? He played Breach Storm in the championship. Jeremy White. And it just it just looked like his his draws were so unfortunate, and it, it made it the was a pile. It yeah. well, it made the deck look so bad. Oh, right. Yeah, he. he but it, he, the deck is okay. was not bad no. at all. That deck was insane. <laughs> yeah, the 
watching it, you get you get to see the worst case scenario. And Jeremy White is such a good player. Yeah, he just got some really bad. The draws were very very bad, Um, and and then immediately afterwards, Underwood Breach went to three points. Yeah, there was no messing around. It went straight to three points. The deck also got to free roll Enlightened Tutor. This was after Enlightened Tutor went to zero. Yes, so Enlightened Tutor was able to get Breach, Breach or Black Lotus or Black Lotus. Yeah. Oh (laughs) my god. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) any of the and like the deck lost dt it lost demonic tutor and like that sucked but it was like oh oh no we're we're way better now um and so looking back that deck was uh seven eight nine ten eleven twelve was a 13 14 points uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but like looking back at the original the original like lotus breach or lotus uh lotus storm decks they were like it's 15 points know, 15 points yeah. like I, I kind of want to see right now the the only storm decks we really see are like um are kind of janky breach yeah like like tin fins and Jeskai slushy and mm-hmm. those are those are your storm decks now and they're not they're not storm decks no like the dedicated storm decks that are like lotus breach are so inconsistent mm-hmm. uh, because your tutors are all bad mm-hmm. you're you're playing the bat like just just to get the cards out of your deck mm-hmm. and you are you're a turn five turn six it, it's i've spent quite a bit of time playing it it's you're yeah. a turn, you're a turn four or five deck yeah and, and your opponents got you dead to rights by then they only need one counter spell basically yeah they goozle they goozle your tutor like whatever your tutor is they just go okay no you're not getting you're not you're not getting your lightning tutor yeah <laughs> like we're not letting you have that yeah you remember how when I was talking about I want to juice up the dedicated combo decks? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that by taking Yagmoth's will off of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> off of the right? points list. I think that would might might cause an issue. <laughs> I so I will say, um, Yagmoth's will is just one point right now, mm-hmm. and it feels like they're kind of hanging on to the one point because they want to see what it does. I kind of want to see people play Yog's will fairly. We saw we saw Nelson play a black the deck. black deck, yeah. That ran back, ran it, ran back its graveyard mm-hmm. in in a single shot in a turn. Didn't win the game. Didn't storm off. No, but ran back his graveyard. Recast yeah. like six or seven spells. It's basically just like if you have a dark ritual, it's basically mm-hmm. just like a wheel. But your opponent doesn't get to draw cards. Exactly. And I sort of love that. I mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. Yeah. There's a lot of fair. there's a lot of fair underworld breach decks. Where they're not they're not looking to combo off with an underworld breach. They're mm-hmm. just it's basically just a wheel. Yeah, that's what I do in dredge. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll play a Luris and a breach, and I'll just I think you just keep keep playing the breach over I'll, and over again. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll like I'll cast breach, and I'll I'll recast like something out of like a like a lotless troll or something. Like mm-hmm. it's it's whatever. I'm just getting some value out of it. Um, and and those are the kind of place where breach is like three points, but also kind of worth it. Uh, I don't know that I would ever play Yogg's Will and Dredge. <laughs> <laughs> that, Maybe what if it was zero? Maybe the way that we juice up the combo decks is not by removing all of those bad tutors, but we remove Yogg's Will. <laughs> yeah, we remove we remove the good point because because again, like what decks are actively playing Yogg's Will, right? Uh, none. <laughs> it's just a deck that really wants to benefit off of Yogg's Will, and I'm like. I don't know. I'm medium. I'm medium high on taking this off and just kind of going crazy. <laughs> so should we vote? <laughs> yeah. So does Yogg's will deserve a point? Uh, three, 
two, one. I talked you into that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, honestly, no. I've been thinking about this for a little while. Oh, okay. Um, the the way that a lot of these decks play, and we have seen Breach become so powerful and so prevalent in decks that are trying to do Storm things, I think the way that you make Storm better, again, isn't by increasing the points, like decreasing the points on the tutors, because there's always going to be tutors, right? Yes. There's going to be Ristic Tutor, there's going to be, you know, oh. like, bad, but whatever, like... <laughs> It's set up, right? But you decrease the points on the payload because you're not increasing decision points on what they're including. You're increasing decision points on how many points they get. Because if you're in a dedicated, if you're in a dedicated non-breach, non-breach storm deck, mm -hmm. which is like super rare right now, mm -hmm. um, that's the only place that really sees Yogswell right now. Um, and I want to see more decks play it like an ill-gotten gains where they're just rerunning their graveyard through. And, and I think ill-gotten gains and these like big black decks or decks that can generate a lot of mana, even stuff like tin fins where they can fill their graveyard up pretty effectively. Yeah. I would love to see that kind of deck get juiced with a Yogg's well. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think having that as like just a i think at zero points the because breach went up to three mm -hmm. at the same time as this came down to one uh i think and that was two separate points adjustments was it yeah and then well seeker went up to three when this came down to one right yes was that it yes which is sort of weird like those two feel like they're unrelated to one another uh, yeah they are it's so you talked about the storm, the storm deck, mm -hmm. how they went crazy. They they repointed demonic tutor, whatever. Uh, yeah. They they pointed Yogswill, okay, and then um, the Knicks points adjustment uh, breach was out, and mm -hmm. they saw how nuts breach was. So uh, breach goes up. And, and at the same time, you have this Seeker Walk deck over here that's doing all this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's two completely unrelated things. Yeah. It, it just feels funny that, like, they're like, okay, we're going to increase this. We're going to decrease this. Yeah. Because, like, they don't they're want... They're balancing... Want, they were balancing two different decks at the same yeah. time. But I think Breach is just far and away more powerful it than is. Yogg's it Will. Is. It's not even close, actually. And I think that there are decks that would play Yogg's Will just as a value card, if they could, just to test it. Um, and this could be the way that, like, uh, like, do I think Breach, I don't think Breach Storm is a, is a better deck by including Yogswell. I don't think that having both of those cards in your deck makes it a better Storm. Win. There's, there's a lot of, of ways that you can get back your graveyard, like, like Past in Flames, mm -hmm. uh, Paralos Dice, um, Yogg's Will, Underworld yeah. Breach, and you can't afford to play all of those. So you no. have you, know, you have to pick. Yeah, it's they're all sort of taxing in their own ways. Um, but I think that these storm decks should be able to play Breach and Yogg's Will, and it's I'm comfortable with Breach being three and Yogg's Will being zero. Mm. And, and just like whatever you get, you get. We're gonna we're gonna still leave the tutors on. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of have to play around whatever you get and then, like, make it work from there. 
I don't know. I kind of, I kind of love that as a value card too. Obviously, the dads are trying to make Storm better. So let us oh, know yeah. down in the comment <laughs> section how to fix Storm via points updates in Canadian Highlander. I just want to remind you that we're, we're proud. proud of you. Play Storm. Bye. I love you.